Hello everyone, this is Roberta Crosley and this is the podcast Unique You. It's a podcast where we're going to talk about everything we want to know about the female universe. Period talks, holistic therapies, relationships, taboos, everything is welcome here. We are going to approach all these subjects with a curious mind, an open heart and ready to learn. Come on, let's go! Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it's such a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. And I'm so excited because I'm talking to Lauren of the North. And we're going to be talking about Akashic Records. She does readings, she's a speaker, a healer, and she also channels things from the cosmos. And this is so important to me because I have done myself so much work in a holistic way and I could not be doing what I do now if I haven't done so. So Lauren, welcome here and you can let us know what do you do and all the goodness you want to share with us today. Uh, thank you so much, Roberta. And thank you so much for inviting me on your amazing podcast. I am very excited to be chatting with you today. And um, yeah, so I'm, um, I'm an Akashic record reader and I read for people all across the world, which is amazing to have, um, to be able to do this work in this way um, and connect with people from um, everywhere, you know, not just, I think, you know, maybe 10 years ago, our spiritual work, we would be working with people, um, you know, maybe face to face um, in a different context, just in our neighborhood. But now, you know, we're able to do these things, you know, via Zoom and by, you know, the the magic of the internet and able to connect with people from all across the globe and just um, really, really help um, people in such an expansive way. I'm really blessed to be able to work in this way. And um, yeah, I'm, a, I tend to find that I'm, um, uh, I've got a really strong interest in cosmology and quantum physics and how that all interconnects into spirituality as well. Um, I'm a cosmic channeler. I am a Reiki practitioner and I um, do a lot of distance healings as well. So um, I, I definitely, um, my work is encompasses many different modalities and, and um, yeah, it's, it's still growing and like all of our spiritual practices always are. It's always um, ever-changing, unfolding and uh, expanding as we do as well as human beings. So, yes, but thank you so much for having me on your show. You're so welcome. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about your podcast as well? Yeah, so um, that that my podcast is called The Pink Medicine Podcast and that I launched um, about this time last year and I... Um, I was interviewing people again from um, all across the globe on different topics such as um, spirituality, health, um, well-being, uh, and um, business as well. Um, and that was and that was really amazing. Similar to what you do on this show, just you know, learning as well. I love to learn more, um, gather more knowledge, learn new things from from um, the people I had on the on the show, and be able to share that with an audience and. And it was just 
I think it really catapulted me as well into the work that I'm doing now. Um, so it was, yeah, I think it was <laughs> not that I knew it at the time. Looking back now, I can kind of see the universe maybe preparing me and lining me up with the contacts um, <laughs> back then on the podcast um, for the work I'm doing now. Because it's funny, a lot of the, uh, quite a few of the guests I had on my show, such as um, the beautiful Kasha Burke and um, Gabrielle Pepe, um, they are people who I work very closely with in my work as an Akashic record reader and um, cosmic channel and healer um, and our work tends to still overlap to this day even though back then I was interviewing them now it's kind of like working side by side so it's really amazing just to see how it all unfolded um, the podcast now is not at the forefront of what I'm doing I now and then it'll an episode will come out um, it's not it used to be something that came out weekly and now it's sort of um, happen, it's, it's kind of happening organically on its own now because obviously there's a lot of other things happening um next to that so but yes that was such a beautiful stepping stone into the work that I'm doing currently yeah so many good topics there I was listening I was like it's it's really good it's really good thank you for putting it out and sharing with us and if you could define yourself in three words what would they be yeah, this was a tricky one. Uh, three words. So I think I'll, I'll tell you my three words and then I'll, I'll explain <laughs> how they fit together. So I think my three words would be vessel, creation and expansion. I really do feel like part of who I am and part of what I, how, how I view myself, my identity is I am a vessel. I am a container. Um, and that's definitely through my channelings and the Akashic records and through my healings. But I'm also um, an expression, I guess, of creation. As we all are, we're all individually an expression of the universe in a different way. Um, so I like to think, you know, I'm a vessel of creation um, for expansion because we're here not only to express ourselves uniquely in whatever way that looks like on an individual level, but we're also here to expand. Um, so I hope that makes sense. It does. I <laughs> love that. I love it because I feel <clears throat> in a similar way, I feel sometimes um, I would procrastinate so much to start my work here in Australia because it's not my first language and I would have so many good excuses. And I was investing so much only on my work that's directly to people in Brazil. And then I felt like, why am I doing this? And it was just my ego that was scared and afraid. And when I decided to think like, actually, I'm a vessel to just let the information to come through me, I just felt at ease because I feel mm -hmm. like what we are doing here, when we are healing ourselves and we are sharing our journey is empowering people to do the same and to also expand and to achieve different things. So I feel like it makes so much sense. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what is your favorite book or TV series or something that you're watching or reading at the moment and why? Mm, yeah, so I love reading. 
Um, I, I love, I'm obsessed <laughs> with the work of Joe Dispenza and I quite often reference him. Um, if you've been following me over on my account, I quite often reference his work um, and recommend him. And so Joe Dispenza's books, Becoming Supernatural and Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, were really, um, really pivotal for me. They really changed my thought processes. They um, changed my perspective, altered my perspective on both myself and my reality because we are the creators of our, our reality. Um, and it really introduced me to some of the foundations of quantum physics and genetics as well and how that's all interwoven into spiritual concepts. And he does it so beautifully in his book. So if you're really um, interested in maybe, if you're a bit more like me and have a bit of a... Um, a scientific mindset, I guess. I really love seeing how, you know, spiritual concepts can be really well backed up by, um, you know, scientific methods and, and ideologies. And, and he does it so well in his book. So I adore Joe Dispenza. And I'm just about to dive into another book. And um, it's quite an old one, actually. My mum read it, my grandmother's read it. And um, I'm about to start it myself. And it's called The Tenth Insight by James Redfield. And um, he's the author of The Celestine Prophecy, and I'm about to dive into that. So um, very, very excited for that one as well. But, yeah, I, they're ones I'd probably recommend as my favorites so far. Yeah, Joe Dispenza, he's so good, isn't he? I, I haven't read The Supernatural yet, but I did if, um, The Placebo Effect and the, um, I forgot this one you just said, the, the one... You just said the, the name. Breaking the habit of being yourself. Yes, yes, yes. I loved it. And I feel I'm a psychologist. So I always look for some science, not proof, but just to see if it has something backed up by science. Because I feel not as much for me, because I don't feel any resistance to believing things that are not, you know, manifested as such like a concrete thing. Because I'm an Aquarian <laughs> child so I feel like it's easy for me to believe in these things that are not so visible in this sense but I feel some for my clients or even for my husband because sometimes I'm explaining things and then people feel like okay but where did you take that from like where is it from and then I feel when mm. you have some science behind like science uh, people feel like it breaks the resistance a little bit. Do you feel the same way? Yes, I think when you're talking to someone who hasn't had this, um, you know, exposure, I guess, to spirituality, it does help sometimes to be able to connect to things that um, uh, are grounded in, in, in science as well, to be able to say, like, look, this is the process of, of the, the, the process behind and the logic behind these ideas, these spiritual ideas. So um, absolutely, yeah, I think that helps as well. Yeah, and I feel like as we transition more into a feminine energy, I feel it's going to be less mm -hmm. needed. Um, you know, I think like probably maybe by the end of the year, I don't know, maybe by December this year, so many things, astrological things are happening. Maybe this is going to be something that's going to be shattered as well. And then we go on without needing so much proof of things. But at this point in time, I feel it's such a helpful way to get people's attentions you know kind of go to like meeting them in the middle of something they do believe and then showing the other mm. side <laughs> i find that's quite useful mm -hmm. so i love it i love to see things that have been tested or proven in a, in a different way 
And one of the things I liked to see as well on your posts is when you explain about the multidimensional self-concept. Can you explain to us a little bit more yeah, about absolutely. it? absolutely. I think most of us are aware um, that we have, you know, an auric field and an energetic field around us. But I don't think we know how much, you know, what, what's integrated within that. So when I talk about the multidimensional self, you know, we're talking about not only our physical body, but then we're talking about our ethereal body, our astral body, emotional, mental, and causal self. So these are all layers of layers within our, um, our, our field. And they, and they cross interdimensionally. So it's without going too far into this conversation, because this could get pretty deep, um, there, there are different fractals and aspects of ourself which exist, coexist within different realms or different frequencies. Because I guess if you if you really want to put it simply, the dimensions is just a um, a bandwidth a band width of frequency of varying frequency going from low to high. So mm-hmm. when you're looking at our um our energy, it's it's just where we exist and at what vi- vi- vibration we hold within each of those. Um, those levels of um, existence. So um, to, to summarize the different aspects of ourself, we obviously know, we, we all know about our physical beings, you know, our physical selves that we can touch and we're, you know, the dense, the matter of us, we're matter, we're dense matter. Then we move on to our ethereal bodies. And this is where we really hold life force, energy and chi, prana, this all exists within this layer of ourselves. Then we move into the astral and the astral, um, our astral bodies is um, what people may be familiar with when people um, potentially work in the astral realm or um, people may experience out of body experiences, um, our dream state. Quite often people are doing a lot of work in the astral realm through their astral bodies while they're in their sleep state. Um, and this is also existing in the fourth dimension. This, your astral body really does um, match up to the frequency of the fourth dimension. And um, this is also where we hold a lot of emotion. So Mm -hmm. if any emotion, any trauma from, say, um, past lifetimes, like parallel existences are all held within our astral bodies. And then we move on to the emotional level of ourselves. And this is also very similar um, to the astral body. It also holds on to a lot of our emotional aspects, a lot of our emotional traumas, memories, um, wounds. It's all held here as well. Um, moving into the mental, this is when we start um, getting high, higher vibrational. So we start to look at um, this aspect of ourselves holds our soul imprints. So, um, you know, and it also has our uh, logical thinking, our reasoning. So this is where, you know, when, when we're going into meditation and maybe we're starting to tap into um, geometric patterns and colours and, and we're starting to get symbols and um, p- potentially light language symbols as well, this is when we're tapping into our mental body. We're, we're, we're entering that higher vibrational part of ourselves. And then you can go up yet again and, and enter our causal or the spiritual part of ourselves um, or the, within the spiritual realm. And this is where... Um, you know, it's all, this is kind of where you're at your highest vibrational um, state. This is where your higher self lives, your oversoul, some people refer to it as, but your higher self um, exists in this um, uh, level of our, of our multidimensional selves. And this is where creation is, all of creation. So you can create your thoughts, create ideas. Um, this is where the, the, the cause, basically, the causal realm is the cause of everything that occurs in the existences below it. So, um, 
you know, say you have a thought, for instance, um, or a wish, a desire that is created in your causal realm through your higher self, that will trickle through um, into your mental body, your emotional body, astral body, etheric, uh, sorry, ethereal body, and then physical body. So this is how it's kind of like how things are manifested through the, all all of the energetic parts of ourselves, which is also why it's really important to make sure that we are keeping um, each of the um, multidimensional aspects of ourselves clear and in balance and harmonized. And um, it's it's really good to check in on the different parts and aspects of ourselves you know um to do an uh, an um an aura clear you know and when we're shifting um shifting wounds and and healing karmic cycles you know this is what we're doing work in the astral and in the emotional aspect um emotional body aspects of ourselves so this is how we remain in balance this is how we can shift through and overcome and um you know ascend through ascend through hardships that are going through as well just by accessing and having knowledge of these different um, um aspects of ourselves so i hope that makes sense it's a very it's a very large concept to summarize mm-hmm. briefly um, because it does obviously touch on the dimensions as well. It overlaps within them because our multidimensional selves exist within um, the different bandwidths of frequency in the dimensions. So it really is co- mm. coexisting yeah. together simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like you're you're talking about uh, getting in touch with this uh, the higher self and the mental body in the casual body doing meditation, but is there any other way that we can drop in and go deep within us to to experiment that feeling of being acting from a different level of consciousness? Yeah, absolutely. There's. You can access different levels of consciousness um, and consciousness, again, relating to vibration and frequency. You can different levels of consciousness um, through plant medicine, for instance, which is one of the favorite, my favorite ways of consciously actively um, entering higher states of myself through plant medicine. So that's for me, sacred cacao. You know, I will sit with mama cacao. Um, I'll choose my dosage because again, um, Cacao is something that, again, if you follow me, know that I'm very passionate about and um, you have to, I'm very firm on knowing how to prepare this plant medicine properly and use it um, in the right dosages. So I'll I'll choose my dosage depending on what use I have it for. And if I do want to access higher levels of myself, use it in ceremony, use it in deep meditation, um, I, you know, will use 30 to 40 grams and above. But plant medicine is a great way of accessing, consciously accessing higher states of yourself and entering a higher vibration because this plant medicine access um, opens up and activates our heart portal and we all know that you know our heart is um, is is a vehicle for us to travel we can we can go places through our heart um, and the energy from our heart and, and the field that it emits around us is very powerful um, so this is one way that you can also um, access these higher states. Um, grounding as well, believe it or not. I think sometimes people, especially if you're a star seed, find that you naturally gravitate um, and, and, and become ungrounded. You know, sometimes you feel like you've got your head in the clouds. We all know that is a popular saying like, oh, she's, she's off with the fairy. She's got her head in the clouds because these are people who naturally gravitate um, towards um Uh, existing within higher frequencies but this can sometimes leave them scattered and leave their energy 
fragmented, if this makes sense, where you're, you're, you feel like you're completely, you're here, but you're not here, if this makes sense. Your mind's not here. You feel somewhere else. You kind of feel a bit spacey. And, um, and this can sometimes, um, we are accessing higher levels of consciousness, but it's not in a way that we are able to integrate the messages and integrate, um, like communicate within those levels properly. So definitely by grounding down, and again, this is really important for people who are empaths or starseeds because they are people who tend to get carried away um, in their daily lives into higher states of consciousness easily. They can slip into these higher states easily. Um, and it can sometimes also cause anxiety. So definitely by grounding down. And one way, and I know that this is such a buzz term when people say, oh, ground down, like ground into the earth. But honestly, the science behind that is, again, we can connect it to the Schumann resonance and talk about how the earth itself, the earth has a frequency of 7.83 hertz. And this is its base frequency. You know, we know with the Schumann resonance that the earth's frequency does go up and down sporadically um, constantly, but it basically sits at a base level of 7.83 hertz. And that frequency actually um, communicates with our own human brain waves. And, um, and our actual, our, our human brain waves in a state of deep relaxation, sleep, meditation um, uh, is actually sitting at that similar baseline of 7.83 hertz. So just by going outside and feeling and connecting, consciously connecting with the earth and the earth's frequency is going to bring your heart rate down. It's going to slow those brain waves down and help you enter a, um, a state of mind, which is going to ground you and allow you to um, more consciously and stably access higher levels of thought. Does this make sense? I hope that this is <laughs> not going too far out there. Um, no, it makes total sense. I'm just like trying to integrate this into my reality as well because um, things I was asking you and I was thinking like sometimes we probably use different terms for the same thing, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And what I feel is one of the things that I feel that works a lot for me and for my clients is yoni steaming with herbs yeah. and when you're talking about the med the plant medicine for me is connecting with that plant medicine that your energetic body is mm -hmm. needing to bring you into balance to harmonize uh, i feel like you harmonize all these layers of yourself and from what you're saying to me it feels like you go into harmonizing your auric field yes. in a way and it's also getting in touch with earth, getting in touch with all the medicine that is already available to us and from different channels, right? So I feel like this is so interesting because it's a different way to do, um, to ground ourselves, to find some healing, to, to, to get what you need, to get in touch with some parts of yourself that's going to be expanding and elevating yes. right I don't know if it makes sense to you what I'm saying as well yes no it does yes absolutely yeah interesting and tell me one thing what do you think um, why is important to raise our frequencies and what do you think we can do to raise them up so this is this is an interesting question as well because I think a lot of us can sometimes 
feel pressured, you know, especially in spiritual practice to maintain a certain frequency. We need to be high vibrational. We need to be accessing 5D consciousness because that's another, again, I feel like there's a lot of spiritual buzzwords out there right now, you know, (laughs) 5D consciousness is one of them. I think Mm -hmm. what's really important to understand is the fifth dimension, 5D consciousness essentially is tapping into so in the fifth dimension this is where we are tapping into the realm of um, timelines and possibilities because the fifth dimension is actually integrating the first second third and fourth dimension within it so in the fifth dimension we are we are embracing all timelines all possibilities that we have in our reality we are embracing all of that, all the, all the timelines, all the possibilities. It's, it's, we're coming from a place of wholeness and interconnect, interconnectedness as well. So essentially what we're trying to say by saying let's try and raise our vibration to 5D and above is that when, when we go from, when we reach a place of um, the fifth dimension and, and upwards, we are really entering um, a conscious state of being interconnected with everything around us we stop seeing ourselves as separate as individuals you know that um you know i am not just me and roberta you're not just yourself we are connected we are from the same source we are just expressions of that individual expressions into we are this unique let's not use the word individual let's use the word unique beautiful expressions um, of the universe but we all come from the same oneness and i think this is what's really important is that we need to stop coming from a place of saying, I need to reach, you know, the fifth, raise my vibration and just seeing it as a singular goal. It's by us getting there together, it's interconnecting us and bringing us all together as one and seeing us as not just singular. We need to stop sort of feeling like we're separate from our surroundings and separate from everyone else. We really need to come together and see ourselves as part of a whole um, collectively. Um, And, And also in saying that, it's okay to not always be high vibrational because part of the human experience, this this comes through in the Akashic Records quite often. Let's just backtrack. For those of you listening to this podcast, you are here in this human form. You chose to come here. You chose to come here and exist in this human form as a human being to experience what mortality is like we all have an expiry date we all feel pain we feel emotion we are physical matter and we chose this and we chose to experience this to teach us things and we've got to understand that to be human and to be in a physical form to be in this dense physical form we have to experience this in a low in in the third dimension We are three-dimensional beings. And, yes, we can access higher dimensional, we can access higher um, dimensions of consciousness through our mind, but we will always exist physically in this human form in the third dimension. So I think it's really important to understand that we, it's okay, we need to understand that it's fine to coexist within all the dimensions. We have to embrace the low vibrational aspects of ourselves as well as the high vibrational aspects of ourselves. We need to understand that polarity is part of our human existence. We're here to, to experience light and dark. We're exper- here to experience um, 
you know, the heaviness and the lightness in energy as well. This is, this is part of the reasons why we are chose to be here, um, to, to, to feel and understand emotion and density and frequency in the way it's expressed in, in the earth plane. Does this make sense? But it, I think we need to take the, take the stress off, like yeah. having to keep going up, 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 up and just, yeah. High vibes. <laughs> yeah. We need to kind of come, yeah, I come feel back it. and just make yeah. sure that we know that it's, we are here to also be human and to be, and to, yeah, to experience yeah. that. I agree 100%. I feel like sometimes you just get in this mindset of where you have to be high vibe all the time. It doesn't work because, as you said, we are humans and we are people that are triggered by such simple things sometimes and by the hour. So it's just like embracing this experience as it is. And I think it is acceptance is also what catapult us forward. Absolutely. And make us feel like instead of what I always say to my, my clients on my workshops as well, like we don't come from a place where we are better than anyone. We are showed to shoulder all the time. The only difference probably is that we get up quicker because we don't get mixed with our experience all the time. Instead of just beating myself up because I forgot something or I made a mistake as I used to be maybe wasting four hours or five hours relieving that experience it just feels like yeah that's how it is and yeah. let's move on you know it's how it should be so I think that's the only thing for me and I feel like I do lots of things also um to like I use so facial frequencies I love them and I feel like it's so powerful to me and to my practice and for my kids but I also feel we have a big compass saying what make us happy, what make us feel content with our choices. And that is a compass showing you how to be achieving high vibrant, high frequencies and, you know, having high vibes. And I feel like this, this for me is going back to your body, letting your body share the wisdom, wisdom with you and make your choices. Mm. And do not worry about having a bad day because we all have bad days and bad hair days mm -hmm. and problems, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's funny, you, you put it so well before and it reminds me of something I shared um, on my Instagram stories last night and it was a quote. Um, it sounded very, um, like, it sounded very, like, sh like shamanism almost. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it said, you know, the purpose <laughs> of pain, the purpose of pain is not to make us suffer. The purpose of pain is to catapult us forward. It, it, it catapults us, it, it brings us into action. By feeling this pain, by feeling uncomfortable, we have a reaction from that. And that action is to move away from it, to move forward. No one's going to feel the pain and stay, you know, like we're not we're not encouraged. Our, our reaction isn't always just to stay and continue to feel the pain. We want to move away from it. So, and, and that's, and, and this is, this is again, like being human, experiencing this human form and just feeling emotions and feeling all of that, you know, it's to ascend us and to help us move forward and learn and, and, um, and develop. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, you know, as you said, we signed up for this class. So it's just up to us to kind of get, with it you know just feel the feelings feel the pains and 
try to integrate them with your reality, with your consciousness. Why, why this is happening? Not in a place where, oh, why me? Why this is happening to me? But why this is happening? What's the lesson behind the person? What's the lesson behind the pain? And just, I feel like once we do that integration, then we are ready to move forward. But if we keep ourselves being the victim or feeling so sorry for us and letting the experience to, you know, to, to stand up more than us, I feel that's the problem. That's when we still stuck really in the third, third, third dimension and we feel like so disempowered, mm -hmm. I think. And... Um, you do like Akashic Records readings. Can you explain to people who never heard of it what it is? Yeah, absolutely. So the Akashic Records is something that has been around for thousands of years. Um, I think, I feel like it's coming back again. It's something that not many people knew about, um, you know, maybe 50 years ago, but it's coming back and a lot more people are talking about it now. But it has been here for, for many, many um, thousands of years and, and there's no there's mention of it in in um, countless uh, ancient uh, records and scriptures as well in across different religions but basically the akashic records is a is like a realm of existence where every thought every emotion every um, experience that you that your soul has ever had is is held in this place so it's like the eighth dimension here because it, it it's like always keeping a record of everything everything that has consciousness has its own akashic record and that could be in, and that includes you know um you know land and you know animals and you can actually do an akashic record reading for people's homes and structures because that holds a vibration as well but um and everything you know everything that has a consciousness so um uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. So you can, we can all tap into the Akashic records, and um, and and access this information. But I think it's also, it's also, you need to be mindful of, um, you know, the record. There are these, there are these beings and these guardians in the records called the record keepers, and um, which that the. the who these actual guardians are tends to, from what I understand, has interchanged throughout um, the course of history, both celestial and, and within the earth plane as well. Um, so they, from, from years and years ago, they said that it was the Lyrans as well as Syrians. They were together working as the guardians of the records. And then, then it was mentioned that the Atlanteans were the record keepers, but then when the fall of Atlantis happened, um, they are now saying that the Pleiadians, there are a group of Pleiadian beings who are the record keepers. Um, so these record keepers, it's their job basically to, to, in, to maintain that each record is um, handled with care. They tend to, you know, um, determined what knowledge and how is is passed on if that makes sense so I may be in a client session and the client wants to know um about their love life that's something that comes up a lot everyone wants to know about you know when they're going to find their soulmate who is their soulmate you know what's happening in their love life and and you know what sometimes it's the, the information 
that they think that they can have access to isn't potentially available because of that they're not there on their journey yet um, or the, the potential timeline that they're currently sitting on doesn't align with the timeline that um, is is there ahead of them and um, you know it, it's very interesting it's the same when going into past lifetimes the record keepers will choose which past lifetime is is needed for you to see or be exposed to that you're ready as well like which what information you're ready to receive um, and and how you can receive it they, they can bring this through both uh, clairvoyantly um, through clair, clairsentience telepathy claircognizance so they can use um it, the way the information comes through and um, and what information comes through is really important. And this is really determined by um, the record keepers. Um, so it's very interesting. I think, I think it's important mm, to note that. Yeah. That is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have done it in the past, my, my readings. And this is another thing that I was like, oh, but you know, things that you want to know and it's not exactly what I, th I guess what you need to mm. know at that point in mm -hmm. time. It's like we have this annoying need of control things and we want to know exactly certain things. And when I did it also was passed on to me that this is what has been allowed mm -hmm. for you to know what you, you, you need to know at this time. And so does it change? So if I do a new one, does it mean I'm going to access different things of my Akashic Yes. Records? So from my personal experience, um, the information can be, they can elaborate on it. Sometimes you'll go back in and ask the same question and you'll get a little bit more or they'll show it to you differently um, or they'll give you some more tools as to how you can get the answer yourself. Sometimes they will show you or they'll ask Quite often it's funny, the record keepers, you ask them a question, they'll go, yeah, but how about this? Why about this? You know, if you want to know this, why don't you ask yourself this question? Sometimes they can ask you questions back and, and really almost reflect your own question onto yourself and really make you look at yourself. Um, so it's very interesting. You'll never get, you'll, you'll never get a yes or like, they don't necessarily always give you a yes or no answer in the Akashic Records. They'll, quite often you'll ask a question and you'll get this really big open-ended answer. They'll, they'll either, you know, um, respond by giving you some insight into, you know, yes, a past life, or they'll show you an emotional block, which is in your way from getting the answer that you need. Um, but they, it's very interesting the way they give them the information, but they're really allowing you to, to almost piece it together for yourself. Because like you said, could you imagine if we go into the Akashic Records and we had access to every single thing, <laughs> every soul contract, every incident, um, every timeline, if we could see all of the 10 timelines and possibilities that we have, um, you know, spanning out from this, this one moment in time, how overwhelming that would be. Do you think our human minds and our, our, our mental state could, <laughs> could, we'd probably go into overload and go into overdrive and it maybe can really, um, create a lot of anxiety for us. So I think it's important to know that when you do go into the Akashic Records, even though they're, they, it holds every record of your existence, that you will be shown what you're ready for. You will be shown ways that you can sometimes mm. find the answers mm -hmm. out yourself. They will provide you with tools. They'll provide you with guidance. They'll provide you with ideas. They, they may show you um, insight that will help you sometimes find maybe your own answer or highlight different areas of your life that maybe you aren't focusing on. But it's, it's, um, it's I think, um, yeah, I'm glad we're having this conversation like this because I think a lot of people come into sessions and think, oh, I'm going to find out every single thing that I want to know. But it, it's, it doesn't 
work that way. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. And one thing that you said now, I think I didn't know that for sure. Um, we have, 10 different possibilities oh, is what you said it's not necessarily it's not necessarily 10 but I want it that's important to know too is that with destiny from what I understand with the Akashic Records we all have a soul mission and our soul mission isn't necessarily something that's achieved in this one lifetime it's something that's ongoing you know it will will expire this physical body will reincarnate into another another form and the soul mission will continue it's it's ongoing we're always expanding and always growing through each and every lifetime um but also at the same time we have free will that's the thing as well no one's going to tell us what to do unfortunately because some people some of us want to be told what to do we want to be told yes or no do I take that job do I do I you know stay with my partner do I you know um do I pursue this new career you know we want to be told what to do do I buy that house because we can't make the decision for ourselves but unfortunately we do have to make some of these decisions on our own there are multiple timelines in every and, and multiple, I don't, I, I don't know exactly what number. I think it changes. I, I have a feeling it, it changes depending um, on the situation. But we have free will. We have the choice. We get to make the choice. And I think it's also important to know that from what I've been told in Akashic Records, we don't ever need to worry about which choice we make. Because what we are here to do, the work we're here to do, the mission, what we're here to, to learn will always find us. It'll always come back to us no matter which road we take. We may take the road that goes straight down the road and does a, and does a right turn. Or we may take the path that goes this big spiral loop and a windy road and goes up a hill and over and across a river and it goes a long way. Um, <laughs> you know, each timeline may look different and may take longer or shorter amounts of time but essentially where you what is meant to find you will always find you it the journey may just look the journey mm -hmm. may just look different but you get to choose you get to choose um you have free will in this lifetime always will and always have that's so comforting isn't it <laughs> because it feels like um i think before i used to to be like in this mentality, you know, you need to make it happen now. Like it was very masculine energy and have to do and you have to, you know, get things by yourself. And once I also went to all this process and changed it for the past four years that have, I have been doing this work in a different way, I feel it's so comforting that actually we are allowed to let things happen. Because who I feel sometimes who I was who I thought I was to be on top of things all the time. Actually, I think I was blocking so many things because I was having this need to control. And one of the things that came up on my Akashic records was because I felt so unsupported. So that's why I had this big wound around feeling like I needed to do everything instead of just let things help me you know let things flow easily and it was was really good and I think it's you know brings a lot of I guess comfort for for everyone who can just calm down you know things are going to happen the way they need to and what you need to know is going to come to you when yes, you need absolutely to. yeah 
And I, and I love how you, that was a beautiful example that you gave about how, you know, by the need to control, um, you know, the need to control everything and, and have, and, and know what's coming, you know, um, be in that comfort zone of, of being able to preempt what's coming next can actually be a block in itself. <laughs> um, that happens to so many of us. And it's <laughs> such, it's so refreshing to just, and to hear you give this example of that, you know, once I, you know, what, and I need to do this too, because I know that I'm someone who gets comfort in, in having, I guess, feeling the security of knowing what's coming next. But yeah, like you said, the amount of things that I've stopped myself or um, not allowed myself to to experience or things that I have missed because I've, I've been controlling the outcome. Um, yeah, it, it's actually, it's kind of sad. You know, it, it's, it's nice to be able to go into life and go, you know what, I am going to allow whatever needs to come my way, come my way. I'm going to, you know, flow with the, with the river um, and, and just allow trust and allow whatever needs to come through. And, and the amount of things that you, when you come from this mindset, you know, life looks beautiful, more beautiful. And, you know, you, you see things that you may have missed before, you know, you can take in life um, in a different way, because I think when you're, when you, when you detach yourself from the outcome, from controlling the outcome, um, you expose yourself to, to more than you could have ever imagined. Yeah, I feel like sometimes we, even like I, I, when I realized, even when I was praying, I was doing that, that was like, for me, you know, the lowest point, because I was like, asking things, praying in a way that I would already assume I wasn't being supported, mm. if it makes sense. And, and then I was like, Oh, my God, I even do this, trying to control the outcome. And then I felt, you know what, this is not how it should be. Because maybe and not maybe for sure my my ability to see foresee the future and what is better for me is so based in this reality that who am i to control what else of what else can come to me how much better can be once i'm there you know because we have this limited limited way to see mm -hmm. things and it's just, you know, gets on the way of all the better things to come. And then I decide to change and always feel like on my prayers, I always ask. Um, I have like a universe box where I put in this universe box the things that I want to achieve and I'm not being able to achieve just at work or by myself. And I give this to the universe to help me with this divine um, force. And and then I feel um, I posted, I think I, le I learned this at the Abraham Hicks, uh, one of the books. And then I put a post-it note said, this or better than this. Because, you know, if it's going to be 10 times better, I'm, I'm yes. open for it. <laughs> and then I just let it, I let in the box, the universe box. And then I check maybe one month later. Oh, you know, like it depends something happened, I'll go and check. And things are being answered sometimes like so much better than I could expect. Wow. No I love doubt. that, a universe box. I love that. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. I teach, like I share with so many people. I think it really works because also help us to take out of our hands and share with beings or other other things that can come and support us. So I feel like why I wasn't using this before, you know? Like I was I was wasting this opportunity to ask for help and support. And I feel like, you know, everyone should do that. You know, and 
sometimes and just feel like, yes, we are open to receive. And I feel like this is funny because it comes up to me so many times. I used to be ears listening and affirming. I'm open to receive, but then I was going to go and do so much hard work and be on top of everything, you know, checking every five, email, five, five minutes. Do I have an email? Is something happening? What's going with these clients? And then I feel like now, sometimes if I have a day off, I get more sales done than when I'm actually mm. working. The less, kind of like feels like the less I work, better things are because I'm looking after myself and my energy and making sure that I am ready to give. Because I feel when I was in that mode of working so hard, I was always depleted. Mm -hmm. So how could I be in a position of giving so much I could have because I would be sick? And now I feel like, oh my God, if I just knew that like maybe 20 years before, my life would be much easier. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you put it really well, you know, just the quality of your work and your business and, and um, what you put into it is is so much better, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, because you, yeah, you've taken that time to really replenish yourself and take care of yourself. So you can put more of yourself, um, that the better parts of yourself into your work, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Yeah, don't you feel like the better we also invest in ourselves and we 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 are ready, more we can share because we are from that point where we are we have more to give. So I feel like every time I'm now really strict with the things that I do. Like when I have workshops or things and I try to line up so many things to nourish me, nurture me, because I'm going to be holding space for so many women. I need to be stronger. I need to be better. I need to be prepared. Otherwise, I feel that's why we can't have like more clients, because otherwise we don't have mm. so much to give. And I feel like, oh, this is this is amazing. This is it's so good. Yeah and we are talking about a little bit of concepts of the third reality here that's hard work and I think like being so centered on our ego and controlling you know and how do we go move 4d to 5d what can support our transition okay. so I think I think for me my I think this is this is a really good question because I feel I'm working through this right now. So <laughs> I'm learning currently. But um, I think it is, again, coming from that place of um, embracing the good with the bad, you know, the challenges with the, the triumphs. Um, and, you know, I think right now, I think we can all appreciate we're smack bang in the middle of um, eclipse season. We're in Mercury, we're halfway through Mercury retrograde. Um, there's a lot going on just energetically around the world as well, which I know we, we all feel that kind of on an energetic level. So, you know, it, it's the, the energy is heavy. Um, there are challenges and there are shifts taking place around us, but also within us. So it, which sometimes can force us into a low vibrational state, I guess more, we can, we can feel like we get stuck more in the 3d or the 4d. Um, but I think I was having this conversation with a friend the other day and I said, I think we need to really understand that these challenges will not, not to see them as challenges. See, you know, these, these, these times of um, 
I guess, in the intensity of the energy, which is coming through astrological um, conjunctions or um, events and, you know, human resonance spikes. I think we need to see this as opportunities for growth. Um, so what I'm really doing right now is, is instead of going, wow, you know, I've got a cold right now and, you know, I'm really feeling the energy, um, I'm getting backaches, I'm getting headaches. And, and instead of that really knocking me down, I'm really sitting here and sitting with it and going, wow, I feel really human right now. I'm feeling really in my physical body. Um, and, and how can I, what can I learn from this? What can I learn from being in this place of discomfort both physically and maybe a little bit mentally as well. Um, and, and how can I use this, what, what, what this situation is teaching me to move forward and to, and, to, um, and to have a better understanding moving forward into the future. So I think that is a really the best advice I could give right now is by whatever you're going through right now, you know, whether you do feel like you're kind of getting bogged down into, you know, um, let's just call it the 3D in 3D world, um, you know, with work and maybe family life and and whatever, maybe you're sick as well at the moment, you know, um, whatever it is that maybe you feel like you're, you're, you're struggling to kind of get that vibration up there and to move into higher realms of consciousness, just sit, you know what, it's fine to actually sit here, sit with this, this feeling of um, being in this place of maybe low vibration, sit with this energy, and, and acknowledge how it's making you feel and acknowledge um, just being here, be actually in this moment because quite often we can be feeling this but our heads can be in the future going, oh, I just want to get over this. I just want to move forward this. I want to I move past this and feel better and our heads are in the future. Bring all of the parts of yourself, your mind and your physical body here into this moment and actually feel into what's going on and, and learn from it. And, and by doing that and appreciating it and actually kind of giving it a little bit of gratitude as well. Thank you. Thank you, universe, for giving me these, um, these, these events happening in my life. Thank you for allowing me to feel and experience this right now because I know that now I've experienced it and I've, and I've learned to unpack things and it's brought things up for me from my past or it's, or it's kind of challenged some of my ideas and my perspectives on my current world and, and the choices I'm making. It's allowing me to learn and grow and, and, and actually move forward with, a, with um, more gifts and a greater perspective. And I think just by, by doing this, without knowing you're, you're shifting you're shifting that vibration unconsciously into a higher level of consciousness. I hope this makes sense, but um, you've just got to appreciate yeah. both. Yeah. Yeah, well said. I think, again, we see the acceptance and how the acceptance is powerful of the present moment and what we have today in front of us. And how doing this already shifts the energy and everything starts moving to different places. It's really, really interesting to see that. Um, what do you think is working in the holistic space with things that are not, um, I would say, not traditional and we are still in this transition? Uh, what are the biggest challenges for you? Um, do you know what? I think, I think it can be comparison sometimes I think in this doing this work holistic work working in the spiritual field um 
I've got a lot of friends who are, you know, healers and psychic mediums and, um, you know, um, spiritual mentors. And, and even though our work, it's similar, but different, you sometimes you can't help but look at the person next to you and go, Oh, look, look what they're doing. And Oh, wow. Like, you, you have this level of comparison, I think sometimes, and, and maybe, you know, they'll say to you, oh my gosh, Lauren, I've just had this major breakthrough over the weekend. I had this amazing meditation and, and this is what came through and I had all these channelings and then you sit there and go, wow, that's not happening for me right now. And I think sometimes we can get, we can look over the fence and, and it appears that someone else maybe has greener grass or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Using that metaphor um, or things are maybe happening mm-hmm. for them. And we can have this level of comparison of, do does my spiritual journey and and where I'm going um and what I'm offering does my my work and my journey look like someone else's next to me maybe I should be doing what they're doing you know is this what is this what spiritual work is should I be making my spiritual work look like this other person's because you know if I'm not doing what they're doing it's not I'm not spiritual enough or it's not does this make sense I think this can sometimes really Mm. um can affect us and I think it's important to just remind ourselves that everyone's I had this download today actually it's so funny I was driving in the car and I had this reminder of your journey is going to look different to everyone else's you know a lot of my friends who are in um doing the similar spiritual work to myself you know they're um young and, and don't have any children and 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 they don't have part-time jobs and they're not studying and, and they and this is you know they they got all the time to pursue and 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 do um their spiritual work and I guess I I come from a different place where I'm a mother and a wife and I'm I'm studying full-time and um I have three children and and obviously my my spiritual journey is going to look different because of where I'm at in my life as well and I think it's important to just come back home and just go everyone's journey is going to look different and um and, and it's not, I don't think it doesn't need to look the same. The beauty in us sharing our experiences is being able to learn from one another and, and not have the same experience. You know, we're like, we, we're not all meant to look the same. Um, we are all going to experience, um, you know, our spiritual journeys and, and, and what we do in our spiritual work, whether that's Reiki or whether that's kinesiology or whether you're a psychic medium or whether you're a timeline NLP therapist or what, whatever you're, whatever you're a, young, uh, you know, a womb healer you know we all have these beautiful gifts and we're not meant to be doing the same work our work's not meant to look different and our um, what we experience and what we channel and what comes through isn't meant to look um, the same it it is going to be different so um, I think we just got to appreciate that and sometimes I think we can it we got to remind ourselves yeah because we can yeah get stuck in that mentality Mm -hmm. sometimes yeah I'm comparing Mm -hmm. yeah Get stuck in the illusion of comparison. Yes. And it's, it's, it's interesting to think that we, I always think as well, like uh, when I get on that mode of thinking, oh my God, I'm not doing enough. People are doing this or they're doing that. I feel like, you know what? My journey is so unique and it's much more about me than is about mm-hmm. anybody else. So then I feel like I just need to go back to my body again and just feel like, what do I need? What's the next step? And what do I feel I need to do instead of just going on my head and going to analytical mode and thinking that I need to check all the boxes. Mm-hmm. I feel that's, you know, is a, a trap as well. <clears throat> and what would be one thing you could do, you would do if you could never fail? Oh, you know, well, I read this question and I, I don't know. 
<laughs> this is a really tricky one. <laughs> yeah, it's a profound it really one. Is. Yes, it is. Um, I I would love to, if I knew it wouldn't fail, I guess right now where I'm at now and um, the ideas that flooding in my mind of where I want to take this work that I'm doing, um, I would love to, if I knew it wouldn't fail and it would be a success, I would love to be able to hold regular retreats, you know, a couple times a year and, um, you know, gather, mm-hmm. gather like-minded mm-hmm. people and, and have a weekend away and just um, immerse ourselves and, and in these in beautiful spiritual integrations of maybe, you know, sound healing and, um, you know, Reiki and um, light language channelings and, and just and, and cacao and plant medicine. I'd love to be able to do things like that and come together and, um, and for that to flow effortlessly. But yes, we, that's, it's in my mind. Um, I <laughs> don't know how that's going to pan out, but um, that's probably something if I knew it wouldn't fail, I would do now (laughs) I think would not fail the seed is already planted (laughs) and I think once it comes to our once come you probably know that once comes to our mind is because it's done Mm. it's done and we just need to tell the the ego just appreciate you but I don't need you right now you can take a rest (laughs) and do something else (laughs) and just accept yeah it's yeah, it's done. It's beautiful. And uh, one of the things I do a lot is to help women to reconnect with their menstrual cycle, because for me, it was such a portal mm-hmm. into my reconnection with my feminine energy and harmonizing, rebalancing my energies. And I always like to ask you, like the guests, what's your relationship with your menstrual cycles? Yeah. So um, very, again, a, a beautiful question. And my relationship has recently changed um, um, because I, I guess the way uh, how do I don't it's very hard to put into words. I think I've always been in tune with my body and I've always listened to my body. I'm I don't I'm not I'm not on I guess to to you know to be really honest. I I don't take like a, a medical um, contraception appeal. So like I really I think. I'm really in tune with my body, mm-hmm. so I listen to know the signs that when my my, my cycle is due and when it's coming, and I listen to you know um, you know if I get aches or pains or you know certain feelings and emotions that come up or um, cravings as well. You know I, I listen to all these signs that my physical body is giving me as well when um, when when I know that my cycle is imminent. And then during my cycle again, it changes and. I honor my body in the way that, you know, I, I find I, I go a bit more quieter. I feel I just want to kind of retreat and go inwards. My energy wants to go a bit more inwards. I want to kind of nurture myself. I kind Mm -hmm. of want to just wrap myself up and hibernate for a week and allow myself to just, you know, whatever comes through, comes through, whatever comes up, comes up. Um, you know, I often receive downloads and ideas come through, inspiration comes through during this time. Um, I often experience a lot of emotions and um, a lot of maybe uh, energy that I needed to shift or release comes up as well um, during this time um, when I'm shedding. And then um, it's funny because then when you enter the week after your cycle, that's when I feel that all these ideas that came through while I was in that sort of hibernation mode, while I was 
wrapping myself up and nurturing myself, I've got this beautiful buzz of energy where I can kind of come out and, and activate all this idea, all of these ideas and all of this information and bring it forward and, um, and really manifest it and create it. Does this make sense? Like it's, it's kind of like I, I really acknowledge the phases of my cycle and how to work with them and, um, and to honor what, what I'm feeling at every stage of that cycle. And, and also interestingly enough, I was talking about this with a friend of mine, um, uh, Kasha Burke, a beautiful friend of mine. And we're talking about how, you know, in our business, you know, as spiritual, um, business owners, how we can use our, our monthly menstrual cycles and to, to help us in our business planning. And, and like, you know, like I was talking about when we kind of want to go into that hibernation mode, um, when we're shedding, when we're in our moon cycle, when Mm -hmm. we, we come out of that and use all of the information and all of the wisdom that we gained in, in those seven days or so, um, you know, to, to then activate it and bring it out and almost birth it after, um, after that cycle's ended and bring it through. And, and that tends to be manifested into our businesses, you know? Um, and, and so I think that's really important too. I'm starting to learn how to use my, my monthly cycle to, to, um, help my business and help my practice and my spiritual work. And it's something that I'm still learning more about. And I'm just, I'm just listening to my body essentially and letting my body teach me how to work with her. And, um, and, and um, yeah, so I hope, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's so good. Like I feel this is very intuitive. It seems to me that you're going intuitively, you're mm-hmm. being put in the right places and when we're having our bleeding, our menstruation, our intuition is so is spot on, is so open. And actually, our brain changes around 25%. So it means both hemispheres are talking, communicating better than ever. So it's when we always can take balanced decisions. We can think and we can see clearly, not only with emotions, not only with analytical brain. And then we go to these phases where if you rested really well, and actually, I don't know if you know that, but we are we have an infrared rhythm. We only, um, once we start menstruating, we have the infrared rhythm activated in our bodies, which means it's the same rhythm that governs the seasons wow. and the moons and the hibernations mm. of the bears and the other animals they hibernate. So it means it's a need that we need to go inwards, especially if we are menstruating on the new moon. That's the deeper, deeper, deep. Oh, wow. And if it's winter, then it's very deep. Yeah, which means it's, it's our time to recover. I always tell people, like, think of your menstruation, like you're, you're on earth, you're a seed, you're planting your seed, it's dark and it's humid, and it's, it's only you. So it's very inwards. And then when you start sprouting, the first little things out of earth is when you're in your follicular phase. So the phase that is around maybe three days after you start menstruating or seven days, it depends on on your cycle and how you feel because every person is different. And then after the follicular phase, when we start with our... um, it's like our flowers are blooming. It's like our ovulation phase. It's our phase to be outside, to be seen. It's like it's like our 
full moon. And then we start losing our leaves again. It's like autumn. Our inner autumn is going backwards. So we go to like all these phases. And if you look in nature, it's very well defined. But we, we forgot to look. And we forgot to get in touch with our bodies. And we decide that it was better to work in a linear mode. That's how I see. And, and I feel like the more we reconnect the more empowered we are because after all, we chose to come here in a female body that has all this equipment. And if you don't use it, we're missing out the opportunity to, to experience life in a different way. And I do use exactly what I said. I synchronize um, my cycles on my decisions, even the way I look after my kids with my menstrual mm -hmm. cycle so it's many it's very different how i relate to my kids in each phase and they know they know 100 when i'm having my period uh, i always say listen i'm having my period so i'm just going to ask you once so i want to be quiet i want to be by myself i need to do things because there are two girls and i feel like they need to feel this is natural mm -hmm. this is this is how it should be instead of just oh, take a medicine and go to work or go to school that's not how it is yeah and i feel like you know like this is this is a big thing for me as i told you was a was my door was my door to reconnect and to allow myself to be me and to feel like this is what i mean to do and it happened It happened to me like in a very organic way as well. I was researching ways to become more productive. And then I, I started learning and getting in touch with like menstrual cycles. Like at first I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And now I do so many things around it. I do, like I feel like my life is around my menstrual cycle and all the rituals that I do to honor it. So it's it's really cool. I just felt like maybe I'd share with you. I don't know. You probably maybe know a lot, but just for into the introduction as well for people that might be listening. No, to that us. was beautiful, and I I really appreciate you sharing the what actually happens biologically, like physiologically, um, you know, the follicular stage and ovulation, and and how that affects um, our energy as well. I really appreciate that because you know, I, like you said, I am really feeling this out intuitively, but to, to be able to connect with actually what's happening <laughs> to my body at these stages as well. Mm -hmm. um, and the seasons, connecting it with the seasons is just, it's like poetry. It's beautiful. I um, loved that. Thank you. Yeah. And do, have you ever thought of, do you consider the moon and the moon movements on your decisions? Um. So this is, so me and the moon, <laughs> I don't know if you want to. Um, I have recently um, cut ties with the moon. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you want to discuss. I don't know. I can share um, my perspective. I've. It's very new, um, but I, I was someone who was very closely connected with La Luna, I used to refer to her as, and I would manifest with the moon, I would release with the moon, I would charge my crystals under the moon. And um, uh, yeah, I had this beautiful relationship with her. And only recently, um, I was guided to, to see a different side of the moon. And I, um, and this is what um, mm -hmm. I call the, the Saturn moon matrix. Um, I don't know if you're aware or have heard of this term. And it's 
It talks about um, false ascension timelines and false programming. And it does talk about how the moon governs large bodies of water, like the tides and like ourselves and our mental cycles. As, but it looks as it as a form of control and an emotional control as well. Um, oh. And it's very interesting. I, I won't go too much into it because I really, it's something that I do not want to push. I will share it here and I will allow those whoever's listening um to to use discernment and and find if they want to do some more looking look into it but i i've just recently um sat and done a meditation and a ritual to dissolve all my contracts and all my connections and cords um all attachments to the moon um and i i also i i want to share it was also because i was really starting to have issues with my own cycle. I've always found that my cycle has been very consistent. And then I noticed that my body, I would always um, bleed on the full moon. And then I started finding um, as the more and more I was awakening, especially this year. So it's happened probably for the last six months. I found that my body has been shifting my cycle um, further and further away from the full moon. So at the moment, as it stands, I find that I'm um, I'm bleeding in between the full moon and the new moon. And I know that our bodies do shift between bleeding on the full moon and the new moon, depending on where we're at in our life and what we're cultivating. But I do, I was starting to find that I was also having um, painful periods and, and um, the nature of them changed. And, and, and in saying this, you know, we've also got to make sure that, you know, we've got to check and, and tick the boxes that it's not a medical reason as well but set, like uh, disconnected myself and consciously made the decision to disconnect myself from the moon um and and just become sovereign in myself and not be guided by her or influenced by her and that's something that's only recently happened for me but um yes it's yeah i'll, I'll leave it i'll leave it there <laughs> mm -hmm. i just want to share with you as well that uh what i believe is the moon is our menstrual cycle. So the moon outside teaches us to reflect about the changes, but our moon is inside of us. And we shift and change as we need, as we need to evolve, we need to learn, we need to expand. And I think um, I do use, like I do use the moon as something uh, to connect, I don't know, into space or into... It really is into a reflection where the moon is at, or <clears throat> like the sign, the star sign, as and how things are. But it's interesting to hear you as well because I feel um, it's always good to challenge our beliefs and see where we are at. Mm. Mm, yes, and I think I and I know that, and it was really hard for me, you know, to to come across this information. Um, it it came to me. It came to me in several ways. So I did feel that it was um, maybe divinely guided. I, I did touch base with my team because I was I was really, like you said, I was feeling really um, conflicted because I've had this beautiful relationship with the moon. And and all of a sudden I was getting all these messages and, and all of this information was popping up in front of me about um, this moon matrix. And, and I thought, how can something that has for thousands of you know, thousands and thousands of years across all time in history here on earth be potentially false. Um, it, it really did challenge a lot for me emotionally and mentally. But I, it, after, you know, looking into it more and after really 
I, it wasn't a decision I made lightly. It was something that I really took the time to process and I wanted to make sure that I was doing the right thing for me. Um, again, I want to stress that this, this felt like a good decision for me in, as, as myself. Um, and, and yeah, so, but, but yes, I think, you know, we've all got to just, we all hear different ideas and, um, uh, I guess theories along our journey and whatever resonates with us. Um, we just, we, we just take, or we don't take, we, it's up to us. It's that spiritual authority we have as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing anyway, because I feel like if it's something that you, you made this decision in is different from where you used to be. So also it's not so easy mm. to share from like, like a more, like a raw place. So thank you for, you know, sharing with us. I think like I appreciate, I think we, as I said, we always have to take into consideration different things. And that's why we're here, right? To challenge and, and expand. <laughs> so it's part of the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, just to finish off for today, uh, what do you wish you knew five years ago? Oh, I wish I had no idea five years ago that this is where I would be at now. <laughs> that's for sure. But um, mm -hmm. I think where I was at five years ago, I was living in a place of, you know, anxiety would, was very common in my life. Um, I was stressed about the little things. Again, like we were talking about earlier, talking about the need to control the outcome, coming from a place of always feeling like I needed to be in control. So I wish looking, you know, looking back from where, looking from where I'm at now, I wish I could say to her, <laughs> say to Lauren five years ago and just say, look, you don't need to worry and, you know, you know, trust have trust and allow, open up that heart space, um, you know, gain, gain, you know, open your perspective, open your eyes more, open all of your eyes and, um, and just know that, that everything will be okay. You know? Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything will be okay. Yes. I think that's, that's the main thing we stress over, so many little things sometimes that they they feel and they look huge when they're yes. in front of us but then as the time goes by you feel like why did i lost so much sleep over this you know mm -hmm. if i just knew what was around the corner yes absolutely <laughs> so i think it's it's yeah so lauren thank you so much for being here thank you so much for accepting my invitation and sharing with us so generously so oh, thank, thank you. you so much Roberta for having me on your show and um oh, it's it's been incredible I've learned so much from having this discussion with you as well you've you've given me so many um ideas and and more thoughts to ponder and I'm really grateful for sharing this time with you oh thank you thank you uh we, we probably see each other around yes thank you, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being here today. I really appreciate you and I hope this episode helped you to see things in a different perspective or maybe even inspire you to change something that has been bothering you for a while. If you feel that it moved to you in any way, please do share with your friends, with anyone that you think might need or through your social media or anything that you feel that should be done. If you'd like to work with me in a different platform, please get in touch. 
My email is hello at robertaclosley.com. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Bye.